Hello everybody, it's time for another First Class Cricket Podcast with Lucas Holmes and David Redden. Without any further ado, Lucas James Holmes, good evening sir, how are you in Lake Macquarie? It's a beautiful evening here David, I'm good thanks, how are you? Some uh, some splendid performances in, across the Shepherd Shield and a, and a rain affected March one day cup game across a few days, few, last few weeks though, we've both done a ball, so plenty to speak about. Indeed, and uh, Lucas, uh, I'll be in Newcastle for the first time for cricket in six months this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that very much with the changes to the rules. So I uh, cannot wait to get up to cricket. Are you having a run this weekend, Louis? I am. Uh, we're at Blackley Oval across the road from what is now McDonald Jones Stadium this weekend, David. So uh, my first game of the season around two, so looking forward to that one. And for, for those of us old people, it's the Newcastle the National Sports Centre, of course. Home of the Newcastle Jets and the Newcastle Knights. Okay, we had three Sheffield Shield games uh, played last weekend, and we'll also have a, a talk about the Duckworth-Lewis uh, one-day game between Queensland and Tasmania. Uh, summary, Victoria defeated New South Wales by 204 runs, actually belted New South Wales. 199 and 3 for 290, Victoria. An interesting declaration there. New South Wales, 151 and 134. Just way too good, Victoria, after New South Wales had done well in the first innings of, of that match. Queensland pogoed Tasmania. 487 for 6 and 1 for 132 declared up there in Townsville. Tasmania 182 and then with a target of 438, they actually put up a decent fight in the second innings, 341 in the first game of Sheffield Shield played in Townsville. And at the Wacker, a game I watch quite a bit of because of the time differences, uh, South Australia 128 and 291 with uh, former Grenfell uh, junior Henry Hunt making a century for South Australia. But Western Australia 299 and 4 for 121. Strong victors there. Lucas, first first of all, to the magnificent Jermoyne Oval, where Victoria really, after day one, were way too good. Uh, Victoria 199 uh, with uh, uh, with Sean Abbott taking six for 38. He has been a form bowler over the last 12 months. And Tanvir Sanger on debut three for 44. And Nick Maddinson made 87 out of 199. And... New South Wales had every opportunity here, but just couldn't put any runs on the board. 151, Scott Boland, 4 for 34, was the best bowler there in that, in that, that innings. And then Victoria took the game away in their second innings. Marcus Harris, 137 off 361 balls. And Peter Hanscom, 115 off 292 balls. They made a slow but deliberate 3 for 290 off 116 overs, with um, Sean Abbott again taking 2 for Living New South Wales was a target that they were woefully short of. In fact, most of the runs came in the lower order from Edwards, Abbott, Neville and Copeland. Um, New South Wales only 134. John Holland, Trufa and uh, Will Sutherland, Trufa and Scott Boland finishing a very good game for him with 3 for 39. Lucas, this was, uh, as I said, if you're a New South Watchman as we are, very disappointing after day one. It was. Uh, both sides slightly on the strength with everything going on around the globe at the moment. Chiefs uh, win World Cup. And as you said, after day one, Victoria were dominant. Sean Abbott was outstanding. You said there, uh, six, six, six for at Tremoyne Oval. was be effort. Nick Madison coming up against his old state. As you said there, David, 87 in the first innings was superb. And then it was really uh, Victoria's bowling was the story in those latter two or three days, David. A uh, little... No, I wouldn't say inexperienced in New South Wales batting lineup. Uh, Daniel Hughes being a veteran. Uh, Curtis Patterson, who's actually captaining New South Wales in the, at this at this time, David, with uh, Peter Neville no longer the skipper. But the, you've got the youngsters around him, haven't you? You've got Shields, you've got Conway, Jason Sanger, local junior to Newcastle, and then Jack Edwards, who's still developing his career. Um, so it's a 
quite a uh, youthful and inexperienced New South Wales batting lineup, and Victoria made them pay, didn't they? Boland, you said that was terrific. And John Holland, who hasn't really been able to crack uh, test cricket in this country, he's played the occasional test away from home in the in India and the UAE and the like, but and even Matt Short, they shipped him with a few wickets. So uh, very dominant display up by the sorry by the Victorians there. John Holland, who, of course, most people might remember, but he's actually played test cricket in the Emirates uh, for Australia. His second innings figures were remarkable. 23 overs, 14 maiden, 3 for 16, as New South Wales limped to 134 off 94 overs. Um, it's been interesting, and we'll, we'll talk about the one more game here, but it's been interesting since the first round or two, they've started to make pitches with a bit more life in them. If you looked at that pitch at Tremoyne on the television, Louis, it had a bit of green in it. And the, the the ball, if you look at that game, other than for one one partnership, the seam bowlers have really managed that game very well. So quite a bit of life in the pitch. New South Wales clearly not up to it. Good job, Victoria. Yes, it's a New South Wales inexperienced top order. That's fair. And uh, But Victoria can only beat what they've got. That's an excellent performance. And they play the return game, which we'll talk about in a minute uh, uh, when we look at this weekend's games uh, at the MCG starting this Friday. The next game was up there in Townsville and Queensland turned on an absolute masterclass. 6-4-487 declared in the first innings with Manas Labouchan, 136. Matt Renshaw, great to see him in the runs, 129. Riley Meredith, 2 for 59. Tasmania's first innings, 182 with Jordan Silk, 47. Matthew Kuhneman, one of his first five as he left unorthodox spinner, 5 for 60. And Gurinda Sandu with his third state, 3 for 44. Uh, playing for his Thursday, 3 for 44, after moving from Tasmania and before that, playing for New South Wales. Queensland didn't enforce the follow-on, had a short break, put the feet up. Uh, one for 132, Manus Labuschagne, 60 not out, completing a game where he's made 196 runs. Joe Burns, 46 not. And Tasmania had to get 438 in the last innings and they put up a decent fight. Tim Ward, who uh, played last year, Lucas, I think I mentioned this previously, he's from Parramatta, he played a couple of games for Cardiff. Caleb Jewell, he made 54, Caleb Jewell, 90. Matthew Kuhneman inning with match figures of 10 for 167, taking five in each innings. A very convincing performance by Queensland there, Lucas, up there in Townsville. It was. We spoke, I just spoke about New South Wales and experienced batting lineup. It's anything but for Queensland. You look about top six or seven there. Oh. Of, of those there, it's really Bryce, Bryce Streak's the odd person out there. Burns, Lavishane, Quasar. I'm just reading the batting order here. Ramshaw and Jimmy Pearson, who's got a couple of centuries to start this season off. So. Oh. Anything but inexperience for this Queensland batting lineup, and that showed, didn't it? Oh, it did. And Ojan Kawaja also made a century. So there's three centuries in that top order. Now, superb performance, though. The six for 47. Tasmania humbled um, Kuhneman, who m- my first viewing of Kuhneman was when Darcy Short belted Queensland for 257 in a one day game at, at Hurstville. Kuhneman comes in and takes five for, um, in the in the first innings for Queensland. Gurinder Sandu backing him up. And then, yeah, Queensland, are, from that stage on, Lucas had complete control of the game. They went out for a bit of a, a slogathon and batted for 30 overs, got put, let the bowlers put their feet up. And then they, Tasmania batted for 109 overs in the second innings and put up a decent fight um, Ward and Jewel opening the innings. But there was a gradual fall of wickets. And Riley Meredith, the batting 11, made 20, actually, off 58 balls, which is a fair effort. Matthew Kuhnman certainly earned his wickets, 43 overs, 11 maidens, 5 for 107. But a wicket with a little bit ended up there at uh, up there at Townsville and an excellent performance by what is a very... Yeah, if you look at that top order, can I just repeat what Lucas said? Have a look at the top seven. Bryce Street, who's being thought of very highly, Joe Burns, Manus Labuschagne, Usman Khawaja, Matt Renshaw and Jimmy Pearson. 
So that I reckon at the moment, Lucas, that's just about the deepest top order in Australia. And uh, it was an excellent performance from Queensland. They won by 96 runs. Indeed, Dave. And you look at that order too, you actually see that see the order for the people that have seen those plays before. You've got a fair few batting out of position. Renshaw was in that Australian squad a few years ago. There's an opener. Mm-hmm. batted. He's batting four there. He's open and batted first drop. And Pearson's open in the short in the short white ball form of the game as well. So a fair few plays batting out of position as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, all you can say is very well done by a, a typical Queensland performance, playing at home up there in Townsville, and uh, Tasmania will not uh, put up a decent fight in the second innings, but well done, Queensland, and very important to get outright wins after a couple of draws at the start of the season. The final game for review is the Sheffield Shield match played at the Wacker in Western in Perth, uh, undergoing massive renovations with the Prinville in, Interval in variety chance being knocked over and made a bit longer and being made up into a more boutique ground. South Australia, 128 and 291, defeated by Western Australia, 291, and four for 299 and four for 121. South Australia's first innings, they only made 128. Jake Carter made 37. Jai Richardson, three for 22. And Lance Morris, three for 25. Western Australia put a big stranglehold in the match by making 300 in the second innings, 299. Hilton Cartwright, who's been in very good form this season with ball and bat, 73. Cam Green, 61. Nathan McAndrew, who's gone across from New South Wales, 5 for 84. David Grant, 4 for 76. I will, this this pitch also, Lucas, had a bit of life in it. South Australia, 291, with Jake Carter completing a fine double 68. Henry Hunt, 108. Joel Paris, 5 for 63 of 25 overs, 28 overs. And Hilton Cartwright, 2 for 16 off 4. Western Australia polished off the total with only a few little flutters. Cam Green, 38 not. Josh Phillippe, 31 not out. And uh, they passed the total uh, four down with Nathan McAndrew and Funky Worrell taking a wicket each. Lucas, um, again, I watched quite a bit of this game on KO Sports and they'd made a bit of life at the wacker. The ball was seeming all over the place. The doctor was in, but it was doing a bit off the deck. Very good performance by Western Australia. It was, and they got a fairly settled lineup too, some experience. Um, oh, yeah. Down that list too, the only the only player that we haven't seen for Western Australia, obviously not moving there from Queensland into this season, is Cam Gannon. He's played a, he's played his fair share for the for the balls and for the heat in the big match as well. But very settled lineup. They bat very deep too. You spoke about Joel Paris left arm off fast medium he can bat as well a bit. You've got Darcy Darcy Short batting all the way down there as well. Um, so they're very deep. Um, interesting to see Sam Whiteman actually opening in the long form as well. He's played decently for the Scorchers in the Big Bash for a long period of time. And before Josh Inglis, actually, in the last little while, had that little burst over in England, it was it was down to really uh, Philippine Sam Whiteman for who could potentially be that next wicket keeper batsman in the short form of the game. But uh, I think Josh Inglis has well and truly taken that mantle now. But uh, you think? Just ending my point. You just ending, yeah. You <laughs> think? Gee, gee, Josh Philippi's done nothing wrong when playing for the Sixers and in his limited time for Australia. I would have thought that the next test keeper from Australia would probably be Carey from South Kerry Australia. Will be, yep. But Philippi's done. Philippi's a very fine cricketer. He's a good cricketer, mate. He can whack him. He really is. No, he a, he's dangerous. He can, David. So in England, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. But as a finishing that point in Whiteman, just interesting to see him. Um, opening in a long form as well because we've seen him at the top in the in the white in white ball cricket, but still new to seeing him at the top in the long, longer form of the game. Absolutely, um, 
Look, over um, great to see Hilton Cartwright, who played a test match for Australia many years ago at the SCG, really playing good cricket this year with bat and ball. Um, I think he's a fine player. He's a Zimbabwean-born player, Hilton Cartwright, but he can, he can play. I'm not sure if he'll ever play test cricket again, but he's a very solid cricketer and has been doing very well for Western Australia. The big test for all of these Western Australians is normally when they go away. And when we talk about the Sheffield Shield in a couple of minutes after a quick look at the Marsh Cup, we'll have a look at the uh, at the draw that's coming up for the next seven or eight days. But again, a very good performance by Western Australia. Uh, Henry Hunter will be very pleased with making a test wrench. He's making a decent fist um, hand of, of going over there. He was playing in, in the ACT and got a, a contract in South Australia, and he's averaging 35 of the 36 in first-class cricket, doing a good job. And uh, we wish him well. Um, Under the Marsh Cup that was played on November 1, and this game was reduced to a 29-over game uh, due to wet weather up there in Townsville, and it's it was a 29-over game. It wasn't interrupted. It was delayed, this this particular game. Um, interestingly, they've, they've put Duckworth Lewis in here. That That's quite interesting. Um, on there, I thought the game was 29-overs each, which I, I'm sure that it was. Queensland made... Eight for 186 off their 29 overs. The star was Matt Renshaw with 76 off 62. And a late flurry from the man that Jimmy that uh, Lucas Holmes is talking about, Jimmy Pearson with 42 off 27 with three and three. And uh, wickets out of Pete Siddle. Great to see Siddle getting three for. And Ben Minetti has moved down from the Sydney Cricket Club to Tasmania, two for 43. In reply, Tasmania had to get... Their target was actually 177, so there must have been a, a bit of rain in and around, Lucas, for that re- result, for that uh, target to be reduced. Tasmania ended up 131 all out of 26.4 overs. Jordan Silk made 35, and the leading wicket takers, Connor Sully, 4 for 39, and James Baisley, who gives it, if you look at some of the Facebook videos, he also gives the ball a real thump, 3 for 12 or 4.4. Again, Lucas, a very thorough performance from Queensland. It is a little bit of a change up with both sides there from the Shield game we just spoke about. Siddle came back in, uh, Ben Manetti spoke about him too, and it Bo Webster's been uh, captain this side a little bit as well, so interesting to see him, the, the batting all-rounder. He can give him a thump. Sent him in the big bash for a long period of time now, and the ever-consistent Jordan Silk was really, almost didn't really, almost played the lone hand, didn't he, there? 35 or 43, just manipulates the ball around the ground, doesn't give them a huge whack, unlike some of the others in this side, in this side but he did, excuse me, did a good job regardless. And Silk's become a very good... Um, a, a good standard player in that Sydney Sixers side. He does a very good job, and he's an absolutely lights-out, brilliant fieldsman. But again, good weekend for Queensland, Marsh Cup and and uh, the Sheffield Shield. They've done very well. Just briefly before, Lucas has got a couple of things to talk about with international cricket, in particular Ben Stokes. The Sheffield Shield draw coming up in the next couple 10 days. On Friday this week, with these two sides being behind because of the, of the COVID permutations, Victoria play New South Wales this Friday. Um, that's at the MCG. After that, um, on the 10th of November, there are two games commencing. Tasmania hosts South Australia. Tasmania's first game at Bell Reve Oval this season. And Queensland play Western Australia back at their spiritual home, the Gabba. Tasmania's got to win at Bell Reve, Lucas. It's as simple as that. New South Wales are in the same boat. And Queensland Queensland and Western Australia will be a great game, actually. That will be an excellent game of cricket uh, between two sides that have, have been in pretty good form of late. There has been, it'll be Western Australia's bowling v Queensland bat, Queensland's batting for the majority of that one. You think we spoke about Paris, Dry Richardson, who's been who's been decent after he picked up that injury scare in the last round of fixtures we spoke about a while ago, David, and we just yes. uh, highlighted that Queensland top six. So that's going to be a great match. It will indeed. 
Uh, so those games, that, that looks sort of looks at cricket in Australia. Louis, over to you, sir. I've uh, I've done enough chatting. Over to you to talk T20, and I know you wanted to talk about Ben Stokes and anything else, mate. Over to you, my friend. Take it away. Indeed, indeed. We'll just stay on, the, stay on the domestic train for a little bit, David. We got some news that, uh, yes. that was confirmed early this afternoon. Uh, unfortunately, Victoria Wilpakowski won't take part in that in that upcoming uh, Shield game against New South Wales starting on Friday, David. Not sure if we touched on it in our last podcast, but he. Uh, had a head, another concussion in training, unfortunately, for Bukowski. So he'll miss, confirmed, um, but by the Victorian setup that Bukowski won't play any part in that Shield game. And you'd think with no with no cricket on the horizon in the short term, Bukowski could be in doubt for the first Ashes test in just over a month's time. So that's unfortunate that Victoria and Australia alike because he's the incumbent and showed what he could do in that test series last year against India, David. Absolutely, and it's interesting when you, I read a bit about this myself, did a bit of homework for tonight and in talking with you, he's actually also been injured playing football when he was a younger bloke as well, so he's got a history of concussions. Um, you wonder what's going on in his mind, Lucas, to be being badged that many times and badly. Um, and let's face it, Test cricket's a ruthless environment. The first time he comes up with anybody that's remotely quick, they'll be st- you can imagine Stuart Broad or just bowl the first ball straight at his badge, and then the third, and then... And luckily for him, Joffrey, well, yeah. luckily Joffrey Archer's not coming. I'm not, not sure if Anderson's as much of a worry bowling the short stuff, but Broad, yeah, that's right. Broad guys like Wokes and Wood, they all they're all quite rapid, and they'll go straight at his head. Yeah, no, so it's not so good there. Um, look, looking further field, David, to the uh, T20 World Cup that's happening at the moment in the UAE. Um, Australia obviously got thumped by England the last couple of days, which isn't very good. But to make matters worse, David. Uh, South Africa just t- touched up Bangladesh to uh, roll them for just under 100. So that's not looking good there for Australia. We've got to play Bangladesh and West Indies. We've got to win those two games to progress through to the next stage, which we didn't think we would anyhow. And uh, to make things worse for Bangladesh too, David, who haven't won a game, they'll be missing the number one T20 all-rounder in the world in Shakib Al-Hassan. So he's missing for the remainder of the tournament. And uh, be interesting to see what Australia do, David. I think it was a surprise that that one change coming to that England game, they dropped Mitch Marsh and bought the extra spinner uh, bowling all-rounder and Ashton Agar in, which was interesting, but I think you'll find Mitch Marsh may come in for that game in a couple of days' time. Yeah, um, I could see why they bought in Agar. I could actually can. Um, yep. the, if, if ever there was a... Yeah, oh, look, we've said it before, I don't think Australia make the semi-finals. England, for me, look even money. I think that they are playing superb cricket, but T20 is a funny game, and you, the, this is the best the best West Indies can offer is at T20 level because they've got so many yeah. blokes that can just come off on the one day, and they're not grinders at the moment. They can play, so yeah, Australia's got it all in front of them, and uh, as I said, I think England are looking very good. The other team that are looking quite good is Pakistan. They're playing pretty decent cricket, so interesting to see how they go. Louis, we're uh, for in in finality. We we're going to talk. You're going to talk a little bit about Ben Stokes, who looks like he's made himself available. Some articles on Crick Info today about him as well. Yeah, England scored a flying in the next couple of days, David. So it was interesting. We saw that last week. We spoke last time. You and I caught up that Stokes had recovered from that finger surgery and he's better with mental health, which is great to see. And he's made himself available to tour Australia. So, And then we said that last week too. We want, our, we want Australia winning if possible, winning the Ashes against the best possible England squad. So to have, you said it last week, your number one all-rounder in cricket at the moment to play for England is definitely a positive for 
for not just England, but for cricket in general, wanting to see one of the best players in the world go around. Yeah, look, for, for mine, the best all-rounders in the world, in, uh, with Stokes at one, Shakib certainly in there, Jason Holder from the West Indies is certainly another one, Lucas, that can seriously play. Um, there's oh, Ravindra Jadeja as well, could just me, I can't forget him. I'd like to see Jadeja get more runs at test level because I think he's very talented with a bat. Um, but Stokes, Stokes is the first all-rounder you choose in world cricket at the moment, and it is great that he's coming out here. Um, I'm not overly worried if he's underdone. As long as he's there, he makes the cricket more compelling. He's a match winner, and it makes it that much harder for us. So, you know, playing up five tests on our own deck, uh, our own decks, fantastic. Uh, probably the last we'll see of Jimmy Anderson, possibly Stuart Broad as well. Um, and so it should be very, very exciting coming up very soon. Louis, was there anything else you wanted to talk about this evening? I, I really thank you for giving up your time again for for us to talk first class cricket. No problem. I think that's all from me, David. Um, Plenty of things going on. WBBL still going on. We saw Sophie Devine uh, take a super over part in the last few weeks as well. So plenty going on over there. They've got a, they've got a great squad there, the Scorchers at the moment. They bought in Marizan Cup uh, from the Sixers before the season started as well. So things starting to heat up as just we go past the halfway stage of the now Weber WBBL, David. Indeed. Uh, it's been very good cricket in, in, in the WBBL. Perth made two for 194 this evening as well. That's a huge total in 220 cricket. Louis, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to catching up with you again. We'll have a catch-up after the Sheffield Shield matches are finished on the 13th of November. Uh, and you and I will also catch up and talk some AFL reasonably soon as well. Sounds good to me, David. Plenty going on that sphere, unfortunately, for some at the moment too. Yeah, we'll we'll, we've, uh, we'll certainly talk about that in a specific yeah. one at a later stage when when we can. And those of you that are in, involved in our game will know exactly what we're talking about. Lucas and I just being rather careful in what we say. On behalf of the great man Lucas James Holmes, this is David Redden. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, I thank you for listening. Look forward to catching up with you all soon, particularly up there in the wonderful city of Newcastle. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.